you're listening to WKRPRadio.com. This week's episode of Denver Diatribe is brought to you by Free Speech TV. On television, internet, and radio, Free Speech TV inspires viewers to become civically engaged to build a more just, equitable, and sustainable society. For more information, visit freespeech.org. That's freespeech.org. Denver, city weather intoxicates me with its sunny afternoons. Hello and welcome to the Denver Diet Tribe, a weekly Never podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most art-worthy city between Tacoma and Tulsa. Today we're turning our gaze north to Fort Collins to talk about an innovative nonprofit, Spokesbuzz Fort Collins, as well as Fort Collins music in general and arts as an economic driver. I'm Josh. In my stu- in the studio with me today are Joel, Heyo, and Ron. Hi there. And our guest Danny Grant. Danny Grant is the executive director of Spokesbuzz Fort Collins, as well as the owner of the Mishawaka Amphitheater. A short, what do you say? A short ten miles up the Poudre Canyon. 13 miles up 13 the miles, Canyon, but yeah. it's a short. It is miles. short, and it's yeah. pretty. It's very pretty drive. And it's pretty. Um, so thanks for do- joining us, Danny. We're going to kick it off with um, talking about Spokesbuzz. Now, Spokesbuzz is, wh- well, why don't you give us a quick summary? Define Spokesbuzz. Spokesbuzz is a grassroots nonprofit, and our mission is to generate economic growth in the city of Fort Collins through live music. So we're working towards um, bringing people interested in music and we have a ton of supply of musicians in Fort Collins and we want to see a lot of people come buy tickets and and enjoy the music in Fort Collins and and recognize Fort Collins as a music town in Colorado. Sure. sure. And uh, how do you how do you go about doing that? Like on the ground what does it look like? On the ground it looks like we have put a lot of time and effort into branding Spokesbuzz and our mission is really to get outside of the city to have people recognize what's going on in Fort Collins. A lot of people in Fort Collins realize what's going on. We enjoy it every day, the quality of life, bikes, beer, bands, it's all in there. But when we get outside of the city of Fort Collins, people aren't aware. And so we're out trying to bring that attention. We take our bands to South by Southwest every year. We do a huge showcase there and, and bring a lot of attention to what's happening in Fort Collins as well as other events. Right, right. And so, and so the origins of it, and I should admit that I'm actually on the board of Spokesbuzz. Yes. So, yes. Conflict of interest, right? Yeah. There, there goes our full, editorial yeah. integrity, right? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Down the tubes. We're gonna lose best. You uh, told news it's a volunteer speak, position. Yeah. It's, it's a volunteer position. That's right. I'm not benefiting personally. <laughs> 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 so I actually, I mean, asking you questions, I'm kind of playing dumb over here. Um, but what? I mean, what role do you? What's the benefit for the musicians? Why would? Why would a musician? Why would a band want to participate? Well, the model of Spokesbuzz, one of our, our models is um, a label called Sub Pop that was, uh, became famous for the grunge movement in Seattle. And one of the things they did is they, they worked really hard at the PR and marketing outside of the city of Seattle, as well as grooming musicians like Nirvana. And so what we've done is created a, an incubator for local bands. We work really hard at bringing a diverse group of Fort Collins bands into this incubator and try and help generate entrepreneurial skills to help them in their career process and then we create opportunities for them to showcase that all bringing Fort Collins aspects to the showcase so that we can share what's going on right can you give me an example of a success story especially one that kind of helps highlight Fort Collins 
Well, I would consider our showcase in Austin a success story. The first year we went, which was in 2010, we had 150 RSVPs. We had a lot of people come through the door. Um, very exciting time. And the next showcase in 2011, we had 4,000 RSVPs really? to the showcase. And so I consider that a major success. And people were talking about it. The city of Fort Collins alongside, you know, Memphis and, you know, Nashville, all those showcases that are at South by Southwest. And here was Fort Collins. And it was it was generating a lot of buzz. Is anyone else kind of doing something like this? Any other cities or towns that have kind of taken this model where they kind of market themselves around <clears throat> their music? You know, we've become connected with the Portland Music Foundation out mm -hmm. of Portland, Maine, and they are doing a similar thing. And we're actually, we met with them in New York and looking at ways to partner and kind of grow from each other's experiences. And then there's also the Austin Music Foundation that does similar things, more based on education rather than promotion of the city, but similar uh, work that we're doing. And so we're, we're reaching out to those types of organizations. But... Spokesbuzz is very unique. It's it's a it's a promotion engine. It's a marketing machine. It's a social media um, experiment. And you know, I think we are kind of leading the charge in this unique way of promoting a city. Right. Where do you get funding for this? Well, that's it. We we work very hard at our funding. <laughs> we um, individual donors are our, our largest funding base. We have had. Um, many great sponsors like the City of Fort Collins and the Convention and Visitors Bureau because we are an extension of the tourism program and so um, they've been very supportive. So business sponsorships and individual donations, we're currently working harder on uh, receiving some grants from the state of Colorado and, and foundations. Now, now I know that folks in Denver have been talking about something like this for years and years. You know, I've talked with some of the music kind of insiders uh, here in town, and they've talked about kind of programs to help showcase kind of Denver's music scene. But from what I'm aware of, there's nothing even close to this. Yeah, here. I checked I uh, yesterday because I, I came in here ready to defend Denver's honor. I'm like, <laughs> Fort Collins as Colorado's music hub? Bullshit. I, can't, I don't believe this for a second. No, it can't be possible. We have more people. But uh, you, do, yeah. you do have more <laughs> people. <laughs> But but then I you know first of all I have to say I I went to the Spokesbuzz website and I watched your your flash trailer and I was like this is this is really cool the video is sweet it's yeah. very impressive and then and then I asked I went went out talked to some of our our music folks I talked to Eric Isle I talked to uh, to Rue and Rue Johnson and I asked I said hey is uh you know do we have anything like that in Denver and and Eric responded back and he said that West Staff has some sort of music uh, program that they try and support artists but nothing like Spokesbuzz. Yeah and you and there's actually a Denver showcase at South by Southwest or there has been in the past. There is there is. There and still is. There is and, and there are a couple organizations that are I think um, on their way and, and I'm actually working with them it's the underground music scene and reverb mm -hmm. are two organizations yeah. and I think they have connections to profit companies maybe Denver Post. Yeah I'm not reverb sure. is yeah, Denver Post. Yeah. Post. But they're great organizations and we actually have been corresponding and oddly enough we were at CMJ where um, we got together in New York and spent a bunch of time talking about how we can collaborate and how Spokesbuzz can become a model for Denver to do some of the same things. And so after this program, I'm actually going to meet with them and, oh, wow. and try and work harder to, to bring um, more collaboration. And when we head to South by Southwest this year, we're going to work hard to co-promote and try and, and bring more attention to Colorado music in general. So, so if you had to give someone like Denver some advice, you know, 
in terms of what they should be doing to help kind of market the music scene in general, especially if they don't have the benefit of, say, funding from the city like Fort Collins has had through uh, the tourism yeah. bureau. Oh, what would you suggest? I think it's the collaboration piece. I think it's reaching out to the other organizations and instead of all of us trying to expend our energy individually as organizations, try and, and pool that energy and create a greater impact. And that's, that's what I'm talking to them about and I think they're in full agreement. I think it's going to be a fun partnership. Nice. Yeah. So you're, so you're going like right after this? To right after this, yeah. So once, so once Denver turns into like the Austin, uh, uh, we at the Denver Diatribe can help take credit for that. We will. Well, yeah, I think Fort yeah, Collins yeah, is going to be the Austin, but... Um. Yeah. So we could take <laughs> my, my, that my, too. Wait, you know, my going to be the San Antonio. <laughs> I can't see it. Ouch. All we need is a river wall. Ouch. <laughs> it, my, 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 like, last-ditch defense for Denver was, well, you know, whenever people go out of town and they leave Colorado, they're going to say they're from Denver anyway, even that's if they a great are from point. Fort Collins. That is, that's, really one of our, that's one of our big pushes. The commitment that the bands make to Spokesbuzz is don't forget where you're from. And, and I think it's, it's our responsibility to create, you know, the, the magic about Fort Collins where they feel like they can go to bigger cities and say, I'm a Fort Collins rock and roll band and have that resonate with the people who are watching them. So, so that's what we're trying you, to do. And you do have the advantage of now they can go, you know, Fort Collins, Fat Tire, New Belgium Beer. Exactly. And, and it, it makes a big difference. I, yeah. I saw that you've got New Belgium as a big partner. That's we huge do. because we do. that is that is a nationally known Fort Collins brand. Well, uh, I think I, I saw a number at one point about um, New Belgium and, and Fort Collins tourism. And, and it was over 200,000 people annually come to Fort Collins expressly to go to New Belgium. Um, but to get back to the, the point you made about there's more people in Denver, I think that that's actually harmful towards having these sort of collaborative, you know, grassroots, or, or grassroots yeah. organizations. Right. Um, and, and, like, for instance, in Fort Collins, there's Spokesbuzz, but, and, and Spokesbuzz bands are selected as a, as a class annually to receive this support. Um, but there's another organization that is for all Fort Collins musicians, the Fort Collins, uh, Musicians Association, music. Foco MA, Foco MA, yeah. yeah. And each year they actually throw something that's like kind of like Fort Collins only South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Foco MX. They, I mean, imagine this. In they, April. <laughs> I was looking up, and you were South looking up to naughty. defend Denver, and I was looking up to defend Fort Collins because I know that there's been some stories in the AV Club and Denver Post written about it. And the most recent one I found was actually in April covering Foco MX. Um, in the Onion, and it says, in the past year or so, it's almost become a cliche to talk about the fertility of the Fort Collins music scene. So I'm glad that here on the Diatribe we can enforce. We we remain ignorant. We can jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah. see that bandwagon coming, and we, we will jump on it. Like nothing right. else. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, there are how many? 200-plus bands? Well, at the, the Foco, Foco in, MX, in there were 264 musicians and DJs on 31 stages. That's out of control. In Fort Collins. Yeah, it's a fun time. It is. And there are, there are many things like that happening in Fort Collins, and, and that's the big surprise. It's the well-kept secret that we want to get out. I mean, Bohemian Nights is an incredible free music festival that happens in, in Fort Collins with, you know, all Colorado bands and then national headliners for the, for the show. It's, it's incredible what we have going on there. And you know, the city is very focused on generating an identity for Fort Collins that's based on innovation and based on the arts and cultural movement, they've actually, you know, studied industry clusters, and they are, they're really pushing hard to try and and keep the creative twenty-five somethings in Fort Collins, to be the workforce for the new Belgiums and the Otterboxes and and all those companies that are there. So, 
you know, working together and, and understanding the economics of tourism and the money that people spend when they come to see a show in a, in a city, especially out-of-towners who spend double, you know, I think it all starts to work together. And, and we have there, along with a beautiful Poudre Canyon, these incredible events that are attractive. Yeah, I think that, you know, in the last few decades that cities have sort of woken up to how, how important it is to create an arts and culture scene to, to attract. I mean, you're attracting tourism and in the outside you have a reputation, mm -hmm. but at the same time, there's also businesses will move there because in, in, industry is not nine to five labor as much anymore. Right. There's, everybody's like the create, <clears throat> rise of the creative class, Richard Florida, that, that whole idea. You know, the, the kind of companies that are making money hire people that are... Um, innovative and creative and 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 want to live somewhere see where i'm gonna tamp down on the port are... love scene for a second all right someone, <laughs> somebody has to do a little bit of uh thank you advocate. i mean yes and, you, you, know, know. you know i'm all about this kind of concept of richard florida's creative class and you know as theoretically part of the creative class myself i want to kind of champion this however i mean let's let's actually talk about kind of the nuts and bolts for a second have we actually seen some real scientific Proof that kind of throwing resources into into this creative scene, whether you know whether whether it's here in Fort Collins or somewhere else, it actually like like has it helped actually kind of generate some some new like you know financial force in different cities? Sure, I do. I actually found something searching this out in Josh did his research. I did, I did. I mean, well, there's the first point is that when the Pick and Looper's first day in office, he gave his entire staff as mayor as mayor, right? Okay, he gave the entire staff the rise of the creative class and said, "This is how we're going to run the city." There's that. But in 1989, um, the voters voted in the Science and Cultural Facilities District, yes. which had a 0.01% sales tax that was intended to boost the city's profile in the arts. Um, as here in Denver. Here in Denver. This is in Denver. So as a result of that, um, it's, here's some results. The $42 million in 2007 of SFD funds catalyzed nearly $1.7 billion in total economic activity in the region. So the $42 million investment returned $1.7 billion. And this is investing in the arts. And this is this money was used for um, the Ellie Calkins Opera House, the New Wing on the Art Museum, Mountaineering Museum, um, and and this was in 1989. It was at a time when Denver's arts and culture scene was like considered backwater. It was almost non-existent and and made fun of. So yeah, there is. I mean, I think there really is definite proof. So uh, investing in the arts gives you a return. So do you think programs like Spokesbuzz and what's going in for on in Fort Collins is actually making Denver lose its musical artists? Have you seen folks that are leaving Denver to come to you? I, I wouldn't suggest that people are leaving. I think it, I think that the music community in Fort Collins is is very rich and and ratio of you know having 100, 145,000 people in Fort Collins, the size of the music scene and and you know, the community there is is really a greater ratio than Denver. I don't see people leaving Fort Collins to, or leaving Denver to come to Fort Collins yet. I right. think um, there are a lot of programs and, and, you know, the Bohemian Foundation is working hard to generate educational programs and services for musicians to make it more attractive for that. Um, so we'll see down the road. I've seen, I've seen uh, Fort Collins bands all of a sudden start to try to be assumed by Denver. Like Pretty Lights, for instance. Hmm. Pretty Lights is from Fort Collins, mm -hmm. you know. But when you see them written about, it's always like Denver. Right. Sometimes only right. the people in the know will say Fort Collins. Right, so right, it's right. kind of reverse, reverse the other way do around. Think, do, you think, do you think 
they could do that on purpose. They say they say Denver as opposed to Fort Collins. I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's easier. I think it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's a better reference point. You know what I mean? It's if you're writing about them in New York and you say Fort Collins, I mean, what percentage? Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard about Fort Collins when I was still in Pennsylvania. I literally thought it was a fort. Yeah. I thought it was like well, like a log <laughs> fort, not, you know, not like the, the guys out in the plains fun, have to like man. defend fort from fun. Native Americans, right? Right. Yeah, like the yeah. Playmobil Fort Chad growing up. That's why I thought it was a fort. Yeah. Sorry. It's not. There never <laughs> was. Not. There never actually was a fort. So why? So why was it called Fort Collins? Because they had planned on building a fort, and then it, I don't think it ever happened. It was an encampment. There was a camp. So why is it called Camp Collins? It should be called Camp Collins. <laughs> I like better. that. But then it sounds then like children go there in the summer. Yeah. Then you, it would be Cocoa. Coco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are now petitioning that Fort Collins be renamed to Camp Collins so we can call it Coco. That's right. We'll, we'll get Conan and Brian into the mix and uh, get this going. He hates that name, so let's get rid of it. I mean, right. I'm going to do uh, how much I'm going to do it just a quick let you do a quick plug here. You took over the Mishawaka Amphitheater. Um, now, yeah, we got to talk Mishawaka. A lot of people don't know about, about this, this in yeah. Denver. I mention it and they have no idea. And this is such a unique music venue, not only for Colorado, but I would say the Rocky Mountain region in general. And people in the know know about it, but people not in the know don't. So will you explain what's, what it is and why it's so goddamn special? Because it is. It is special. It's special. It's funny. We've got, you know, people come from all over the country to the Mishawaka. It's a outdoor amphitheater that's right alongside the Poudre River. It's absolutely beautiful in the canyon. And it had had some shady history. And, you know, I was really driven to get involved with Mishawaka because it it feeds into that whole, you know, promoting our northern Colorado music scene. This is a a venue that has brought, you know, great, great acts all over, you know, the country to it. And if we can, you know, generate more interest in Mishawaka in the national music scene, it kind of brings the trail, the routing further into Colorado. And yeah. so but it, it's a, it's an awesome venue. You have to come see it to believe it. Really it really is. Now, when you say only it's, to Red Rocks. Yeah, when you say it's right along the river. It, it is. It is. Not like, just right along. It's like hanging over the river. You're, <laughs> in, the, yeah. you're in the restaurant inside <laughs> and you look out and there's like whitewater rafts going by right. as, you're, yeah. as you're hanging out sort of waiting for the show to start. I My question is, how do, you, how do you handle, Mishawaka doesn't have a lot of room to grow. It's in, in a valley. It's a, two-lane highway and then the building and then the river there's no room to go so when people come to camp out there they camp up and down the road and it gets it gets kind of hairy the one time i i went there for a show robert randolph uh it was like there were like hippies with like baby diapers piled up against the porta potties it was kind of a mess and i was like what is going on here there's like a commune up here that i didn't know about and i so I'm just wondering, like, how, how is Mishawaka going to be able to grow? Have you got any plans for sort of helping the infrastructure of the sort of people that come there? Because the, the people that tend to go to Mishawaka are travelers. Yeah, and it's been traditionally a jam band um, venue. And, you know, the first thing we did was we really diversified the groups coming through to provide an opportunity for all community, all music lovers to enjoy a show at the Mishawaka. And the other thing is, is we're not, you know, running it like a commune. <laughs> <laughs> anymore oh, no. you know, it's, it's, a, it's actually run like a real professional venue we oh, we, all right. we all shuttle right. people actually to the mishawaka so that nice. alleviates a lot of of the trampling of the canyon that was happening and, and the drunk driving up and down the canyon oh, yeah. too that i'm yeah. sure happened as well yeah the shuttle system has been amazing and it, it brings people up there and when people 
take the shuttle down. They're all singing on the on the bus, and and so that's that's been really great. And so that plus you know just to kind of you know solidifying the the sewer system and those kinds of things will take time. But but we're working on those things with Larimer County, and and they're hopeful that we can continue to to make it a very um, you know place where people really want to stop when they're coming through Colorado. No. Now the the venue is is basically like a giant outdoor deck. It's mm-hmm. a big patio in the back of a, of a restaurant. Um, what what are you doing in the winter whenever it's snowy? Are you got anything going on year round now? Or? We do, we do. We have um, a lineup this winter, and traditionally it's been pretty much closed down in the right. winter. But we are bringing acts in um, through the winter time. We have indoors at the Mishawaka at the Spokes Buzz Lounge. Um, we're hosting acts. We're gonna have a big Young Dubliners. Um, St. Patty's party in March, and then we've got Shakedown Street coming, and um, 40 Ounces to Freedom, which is a Sublime cover band coming. So it's really fun, and and you know also opportunities for Great Americana star Hayes Carl to come and have an intimate you know showing. So we we're doing a lot of stuff in the winter, movie nights, Big Lebowski, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah cool. so and it's it, you know it's Colorado, 300 days of sunshine. So we're gonna attempt to have a winter festival outdoors. Um, this winter and see how we do with everybody with their winter suits on. That's such a great idea. I've always wanted to go to an outdoor in the winter. Nice. With heaters and hot toddies? Are you kidding? Heaters you just hot. dress for it. Heaters I mean, and it hot could toddies. be amazing. Vats, vats of hot toddies. Vats of hot toddies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I'm sorry. Can I, can I very quickly ask, just uh, can we talk about what is, we've talked about this before, what is the Denver music sound? Is there a Fort Collins sound? I hate to pigeonhole. That's so hard. I hate because to I I tried. I went looking through the bands like your the bands that you're supporting right now, and uh, the band that's mentoring right now. Really, some cool music. I was sort of disappointed to see that Lindsay O'Brien is really the only female vocal voice yes. on the list, which was a little disappointing. But in general, I mean, you're all over the place. You got hip hop and bluegrass and uh, all sorts of very you know common anomaly sounds like Franz Ferdinand. So you're you're all over the place as far as music. Does we Fort are. Collins have a sound? I think Fort Collins in Colorado in general has a sound. Um, you know, it's the it's the bluegrass Colorado jamgrass is is our niche for sound. Mm. But intentionally, Spokesbuzz wants to promote the diversity of genres that are available. You know, the reggae, the hip hop, it, it's all there. It's all thriving, and it's and it's it's high quality music. So so we intentionally try and create a roster, so to speak of diverse genres sure you've got cello rock going on we do we do yeah. post paradise yeah. yeah that was really wow. interesting stuff amy our female female cellist i'm very disappointed that there's not um more female musicians and and more women in the music industry in general and i'm i'm working to fix that nice. <laughs> Alrighty, this is the time in the show we move to love and hate this is when we either give props to something we love in denver or Knock down something we don't. Make me go last, please. Or or later. I'm still thinking. Okay. You're still thinking. <laughs> Joel? Decided. Okay. I'm making you go first. This week I have a hate, which is which is somewhat uncommon for me to have a hate. I'm going to hate on the scufflaw who's been piggybacking off my Wi-Fi at my house. And I'm not going to hate upon the guy because, because in the past few days I've gotten three different letters from uh, Universal to tell me to stop... Uh, Stop stealing like their their films online through like BitTorrent. I'm not even gonna hate <laughs> on him because it literally sp- made me spend like about about three hours yesterday trying to find out how I can switch my Wi-Fi password because because I guess um 
having my home phone number as my Wi-Fi password wasn't the best idea. <laughs> I'm actually going to hate on the guy because the movies that he was downloading that you know has now got me in all this trouble were a uh, Braveheart and Fear and Loathing. In Las, you know, in Las Vegas. Which, come on, if you're gonna go do all that work for that, he's make something good, like I don't know, like um, King's Speech or something. You know, really kind of impressive. Yeah, we do all that work. So, screw that guy. Oh, that's hilarious. Yes, Danny. I, I think I would say to them, I'm, I'm gonna do a love. I love that Denver is not afraid of medical marijuana. We recently had a that's ban right. in Fort Collins, <laughs> so you know, Fort Collins residents have banned the medical marijuana uh, industry. And um, I think it's very prohibition-like, and, and I'm happy to say that Denver doesn't feel that way. You can drive through neighborhoods down here, and it smells like a <laughs> dorm room. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yep. <laughs> in your car, it wafts in the window. They're progressive. They're it's like, is that a skunk? No, it's not a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to love on, and I know it's, it's cliche for me to, I'm always loving on food, but I'm still exploring Denver food and pretty excited about it. I had a. <laughs> it's um, cute how kind of you're... I think there's like babe out in the city. It is pig in the city. <laughs> that was babe too, which is a really underrated movie. I really suggest it. It's very Marxist. But and anyway, I'm gonna um, give some love to the Vietnamese sandwich at Sputnik. That mm. comes in both pork and veggie, but uh. it is something special and affordable. I think it's like eight bucks. I had it for lunch yesterday. It's wonderful. Okay, I'm I'm gonna do totally cliche love. I'm I'm gonna actually gonna love on all the folks that have been interacting with us on Twitter. Um, that's been a lot of fun. It's distracting me from work, so thank you, uh, and screw you. But uh, yeah, it's it's really cool to hear you guys talking to us uh, there and on Facebook. So please continue the conversation. We're trying to open up channels so you can communicate with us more and get involved. And then I also want to go. Can we very quickly go to? You got one today. We're gonna have Julian, Julian, our, our tech. He, we wanted to let him in. He said he might have a love or hate Hello today. Hello, everyone. Love and hate. Um, you caught me on the spot. Ah, ah. Didn't think of it. But um, I gotta say, love to uh, free speech and all the people supporting free speech TV. They're on the pledge drive right now. So if you're listening, go on freespeech.org and help out a network that is nonprofit and that is for the people. Yes, please. And yeah, and yeah, I'll I'm gonna double back the love to, to Julian because he's really made made things very different for us. He's really kicked it up a notch here. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. True. So bravo to you. Well that's all the love and hate we have for this week. If you have something to say about today's topics and would like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at seven two zero two eight two yell. That's seven two zero two eight two nine three five five. Each week we'll pick our favorite messages and play them on the show. Our theme music is by the band Houses off their summer EP. You can subscribe to the Denver Diatribe podcast on iTunes and Google Listen and say hello to us on Facebook or Twitter. For more information, check out the website, denverdiatribe.com. I'm Josh. On behalf of my co-hosts, Joel and Ron, and our guest, Danny Grant, thanks for listening. I'm saying